Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Well, today we're going to talk about some of those uh, like secret tricks and tips that you learn from being a hiker, outdoorsman, from the Boy Scouts. Um, turned out I, I went to do research for the episode, though. When I searched out uh, secrets of the Boy Scouts, they weren't what you thought. That's not something you want to search out. All right. Uh, secrets of the Boy Scouts turns out... Uh, they have some dark secrets. It'll be a lot in line with uh, secrets of the Catholic church. Mm. I imagine you'll get the same type of results. Right. Um, that's not what we're planning to talk about. <laughs> Although some jokes may, uh, may come into play, you know, we'll see. Um, all right. But there is a lot of cool things. So being a boy scout, I got to say was a big benefit in learning about survival. Um, the Boy Scouts were founded. There was actually a guy in America who kind of like started it out. And we give credit to Baden Powell. And mm-hmm. he's a British guy who may have also been a little questionable on his preferences. But uh, mm-hmm. we, we won't get into that. Um, but Baden Powell was like an explorer adventurer and learned all kinds of cool tricks. And he was actually writing manuals for uh, non-commissioned officers 
to like learn survival skills and things like that. So, I mean, he's a pretty awesome guy and he actually came up with a lot of cool, you know, ideas and things that he noted as observations. And he was in like a lot of wars and went and like, he was one of these, you know, how England was invading everybody in the late 1800s, you know, they were just going all over trying to colonize things. He right. was a part of that. And, you know, there were some bad things that come. It's kind of like a, uh, like Roosevelt, you know, where you just kind of go around and you're just a, a man of the world, you know, and you go and, and solve problems, you know, he's Buffalo hunting and whatever, you know, but anyway, there was a guy in America who had a couple of ruffians come and like steal stuff from his car garage or whatever. And he's like, and the parents were like, Hey, you know, we want to punish him. We don't know what to do. He's like, you know what? Why don't you give them to me for the weekend? And have them come out to my farm and let me teach them about hard work and life kind of thing. And he ended up like, you know, spending time with the kids and like showing them useful stuff and helping them out. And they were like, the kids seemed to be appreciative as well as the parents. And wow, this was a real benefit. And he ended up like starting doing these little, you know, get togethers. Mm. And he would have people come out and and do that. And he would, you know, host like a, a scout camp. And when Baden-Powell decided he wanted to start a youth organization, which I got to say was kind of inspired by the Hitler youth with Baden-Powell because he mm -hmm. was really impressed by them. And in no way was he like a Nazi or affiliated with that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Right. He was in inspired by a youth program where they trained young people to grow and, and be outstanding. But again, it was a big thing where it wasn't about making them soldiers. It was about making them to understand the outdoors and survival. That really was his focus, Baden Powell. So he found out about this guy in America doing it. And actually flew him over. The guy had written a handbook. It had become so popular. Mm -hmm. And had him come over and, and show him the handbook. And, and kind of go through stuff. So there was a lot of cool stuff there. That uh, you know inspired. And, and how it got together. But the bottom line is. It gets people outdoors. Camping. Learning how to build a fire. Learning knife skills. Learning and they Boy Scouts have a lot of different merit badges where you learn, you know, they had the basket weaving and, you know, but it was like you learned craft skills, how to put things together. Um, you know, people who are pretty awesome, you know, you have these camps where you'll go out and you'll pick the reeds and, you know, weave them together and, and do cool stuff. And you learn how to make useful stuff from nothing. Um, I think they have a, a pottery one and and different stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um they do have an atomic energy one that is now a nuclear safety one we'll talk about that for a minute um but you learn a lot of things and i gotta say i learned how to handle a knife how to sharpen a knife i learned a lot of ways to start a fire things like that but you also learn a lot of cool tricks and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about so like you know, if you're in a questionable spot, putting the trench around your tent, if it looks like it might rain, you know, and, and things like that, um, you know, to make the little moat so you don't wake up in a, in soup, you know, right. now, talking about a trench that drains, not just a, a moat around you to 
you know, those are the cool things. Like starting a fire, we used to take um, egg cartons and we would get wood chips, maybe some dryer lint and mix it up. And we would drip wax in the, like each individual egg container, like, you know, mm-hmm. have 12 sections and right. we would drip wax and then cut them into 12 pieces. And we'd use those as a quick start, you know, for your fire. Cause you could go in, drop that in there and it's going to light and it's going to keep burning. And, and that's awesome. It just makes it easy when you're dealing with wet wood, wet stuff all around you. Um, Another great thing from the Boy Scouts, I got to say, it never occurred to me until the Boy Scouts to bring a ground mat. You know, everybody always talks about, oh, I'm going to bring a tent or a sleeping bag and just sleep in my tent and everything's great. Well, if you fold up that little rubber mat to lay underneath it or foam mat, whatever, Mm. it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's one of the things I noticed uh, going out camping as I got older. It's not worth it anymore. I always bring that mat with me. Yeah, always it, bring something to lay a on. A little extra. Especially, especially cold weather. That makes a big difference staying off the cold ground. Yeah, being insulated, it's a big thing. And and they were really big um, wool blankets. And you could use like a second wool blanket as, as a you know ground mat if that's you know the only way you could go. Um, another thing the Boy Scouts are big on is not tying. Um I don't know. I, I feel like the starter knot, the Boy Scouts, all they ever talked about was the stupid square knot. And I can't think of one time in all usefulness that I, I use a square knot. Do you, do you use a square knot in your day-to-day life? I do every every once in a while, but yeah. I probably use different knots more often than I, the square I use knot. a bowling knot mm-hmm. all the time. That one is like my go-to. Yep. Um, that That's basically like a... Uh, kind of like a loop, kind of like a noose kind of thing, but it doesn't slip. Yeah. Like right. a lock firm. So it doesn't close up on you. Right. Um, right. It doesn't matter how tight and how much pressure you put on the rope. You can still take it right. apart. It'll hold its yeah. shape. And yeah. And the thing is, it's basically the circle, you know, with the tree and the rabbit comes up out of the hole around yeah. the tree back in the hole. Well, yep. That's something, you know, you can YouTube if you want to learn it, but I, I feel like that's my go-to. Um, we, that yeah we'll go with that um we used to just the camaraderie you know being out with guys in nature and whatever now sure that may be where the pedophilia comes the guys want to have sleepovers and they're like hey you know i don't know whatever Mm -hmm. but the the bottom line is going out and learning other man things and and bonding and and sharing skills it's an awesome right. thing. I mean, any of you who've been in the military and kind of learned the, uh, you know, the whole warriors together, they build a tight bond. And mm-hmm. it's not the same thing going camping and going to war. Although there's some similarities, you there know, are. that's there are absolutely that, kind of a thing. Um, Another thing is, all right. So back to building a fire, right? So you have these little fire starters i always my go-to would kind of be like we'd build the little tp around around the fire starter and Uh then we do kind of the log cabin where it builds up out around it with the bigger thicker wood right and you know because the tp is like the kindling the small sticks and twigs and Mm -hmm. then you just kind of expand on that 
And then if you're doing like full on bonfire, you can just do a TP with like four foot long, you know, logs, but yeah. But learning to build a good fire is, is awesome. And that matters. It amazes me how many people, how many adult men don't know how to start a fire. Like a, you know, basic, you know, a basic fire with, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, dried grass and stuff. Yeah. If you get, you know, 15 cardboard boxes and, uh, you know, a few paper bags of uh, paper trash and throw it in there and then start with that. Yeah. Couple that's, of grocery that's easy bags yeah. and a can of lighter fluid. Right. Exactly. I can get exactly. that thing going. Um, well, so remember we used to make uh, feather sticks mm-hmm. and, and that's like your straight bushcraft stuff there, but that's where you basically shave a stick into a bunch of splinters. Mm-hmm. Um, technically the splinters are still stuck to the stick. Like it, it's just fanned out. Right. Um, right. I'm sure you guys have seen it on the internet. Uh, fat wood, same thing, picking out the right wood, setting it aside. Um, those things, you know, they make a big difference. Another thing <clears throat> with the boy Scouts, they always seem to have like the whole, uh, ghost story, uh, you know, telling stories and whatever. And I feel like that's a big part of, of uh, becoming a man, you know, learning to kind of communicate and right. to share stories. It's it's a good part of, you know, people growing up. And I think that stuff matters, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I did touch on they have all the different merit badges. Right. Now, they had an atomic energy um, merit badge. And there was a scout named David Hahn. Did you mm-hmm. hear about this? No. If you search the internet for uh nuclear boy scout, then you might, um, you know, come across this, but David Hahn was pretty slick. This guy, uh, he wanted, he actually ended up becoming an Eagle scout, but uh-huh. in the atomic energy one, he thought, well, you know what? How cool would it be if I made my own radiation? Cause that only is going to end well. Right. Right. That's good for you. And, in the book, it talks about how there's small amounts of radiation in smoke detectors and all these things. So, you know, I, I think we actually saw this on uh, there's that show Young Sheldon or whatever with the little kid. I've I never seen that. The same thing, right? Yeah. It, it's that whatever that show is with the the smart, nerdy kids. I don't know. Um, so anyway, it goes around, collects all these smoke detectors and and gun sights and anything else with uh, radiation in it. Cause you know, you have the glow in the dark ones and pretty much right. anything that glows in the dark, you got some kind of, so he basically fills this toolbox and it was weird. The, the police got a call. He was out working on a car, but nothing is really clear. He's sitting on the, and the police got a call that somebody's trying to steal tires off a car. Okay. And they show up and they see, uh, you know, uh, David Hahn sitting there and he's like, you know, working on the, the tire and they're like, well, what, what's going on here? Is this your car? Oh, oh yeah, it's my car. Well, can you open the trunk just so like we see you have the keys and we know it's your car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, I have the key. Uh, hang on. And he's just like fidgety and weird and, and sweaty. And like I saw the picture of him that you just showed and he looks fidgety he, and weird. He looks fidgety and weird. Right. So. Yeah, he's like, you know, a, a weird kid. But he ends up um 
they, they're like, you know, something's funny going on. And they're like, well, what do you got in the toolbox? He had this tool, metal toolbox and it was all wrapped up with duct tape. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, don't open that. It, it's radioactive. And they're like, whoa, radioactive. W- what do you mean? And so they uh, they actually the cops are pretty smart and they end up making a good play on this one. And they call the FBI and they call the EPA. Mm-hmm. And both. Uh, and I think it's up in New York, actually. And so the EPA and uh, the FBI come out and they're like, oh, this is a lot of radiation going on here. You guys need to get out of the house. We need to, you know, do a big thing here. Apparently he had stockpiled so much of this stuff in his mom's garden shed that it was a hundred times whatever the normal radiation level is, which I mean, there's always a little radiation. Right. And I don't know if a hundred times a little is that bad. Um, we never know the real consequences it had on him because uh he refused to get tested because it was one of those if I don't know, it's not real. Right, right. And gotcha. I I also follow that policy on a lot uh-huh. of things. So, mm-hmm. you know. I definitely had something that felt like it could have been COVID, but I'll never know. I'll never know, you know, <laughs> whatever. So that that's all right. That worked out. Um the uh they did spend about sixty thousand dollars remediating his yard to get rid uh-huh. of the radiation. All right. So there's that, you know, that's probably not a good play. Um, you know. Uh, what else? So uh, I can I can make radioactive uh, uh a toolbox full of radioactive shit, and I just gotta collect it out of like smoke detectors and stuff, and I'm I'm in pretty huh? much. Now another thing that we've learned from the scouts is about cooking, and there is a lot of good tricks that you kind of learn in the Boy Scouts for cooking, and mm-hmm. cooking with foil is the key to everything right so they the boy scouts did it the girl scouts did it they really kind of master the art of cooking and what it would be typically is a lot of times you'd take you know some some meat some vegetables you know peas carrots whatever some potatoes and they would just wrap it up in foil and they'd throw it in the fire Mm -hmm. and let it kind of sit in the coals usually it would be like seven minutes each side and you pull it out, you got a meal ready to go. The best thing is foil works like a plate foil. uh, The cleanup afterward, you can either rinse it off and save it, or you can just throw that stuff in the the garbage and you're in, you know, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So they, a lot of stuff like that. Um, you know, people talk about, uh, about like using, uh, raw. Yeah. Iron cast iron, skillets and and dutch yeah 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 and that's Um, that's great if you don't have to carry it carrying it's a bitch um one of the big things like they'd fill up with uh with grease and stuff like that from cooking uh the boy scouts we used to just take dirt and just kind of rub it in and you could kind of get all that grease to disappear Mm -hmm. and you know who doesn't clean their dishes with dirt right that's the way to go man that's another secret of the pros you know yeah um what else we got? Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff in there when it comes to to the basics. Um, when it comes to plan ID and animal ID, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the plan ID is a is a big is a big 
you know, if you really get into that stuff, man, you can go a long way. You know, I see a lot of people that go out and do the outdoor survival and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff on, uh, trapping and, you know, building a, a bow and arrow and that sort of stuff. But the fact of the matter is almost every forest has enough for you to consume and get your calories in and, and stay alive without having to actually trap and kill stuff. You know, when it starts getting cold out and winter starts rolling around, well, that's fall. That's when everything's, everything's coming around and there's less animals around, but you know, if you know what you're looking for, you can eat and you can also get poison ivy and poison oak and, and eat mushrooms that kill you and, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff too. So, you know, it's not something that, uh, you know, that you can just start going out and picking leaves and eating them and see what happens. You know, it's not the that's, best. That's move. it out. Right. Right. But um, if you know what you're looking for, there's, there's plenty to eat out there. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, it just kind of opens your eyes to everything. The Boy Scouts, they had the first aid merit badge, right? That mm-hmm. handbook covers all kinds of first aid procedures. I mean, that's where I first learned CPR was the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually did the whole lifeguard thing in the Boy Scouts at the Boy Scout camp. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, I used to run the uh, archery range. And even for a short time, I ran a rifle range. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly did the archery thing, the rifle thing, the guy like got kicked out for something or another. And I took over, but um, all I remember is, is cub scouts wanting to blow my feet off. We do the, uh, the shotgun and skeet, the skeet, the skeet, like a 22 rifle range as well, but Uh we do the shotgun and the skeet. And I just remember, you know, they'd kind of take the rifle and point it at the, the skeet and follow it up. And I remember the kids like pull and I pull it and he just boom right at the ground, like never lifted his rifle up at all. Just right, right, right. I'm ready. (laughs) And I'm like, holy crap. You know, I had another uh, kid uh, shooting at me when I was doing the archery range. But these are where you learn the the basics, you know. Right. Sure, you might get shot in the leg, but that's where you learn about it. Right. That's the last time it happens. Yeah. You do it Last once and you learn I well. Understand any, you know, I'm behind the kid, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was like 17 or something, you know, running these things. You, whatever, right. you know, just, you can't, can't uh, have all these things be that crazy. But that's where the first aid comes in. Hey, let me do a tourniquet. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind Couple of Couple of toes, you're fine. Whatever, right? But the same thing. A lot of kids learn how to swim. You know, they're not exposed. I mean, I guess now in the more modern world, more people have access to a swimming pool, you know, in the city, a YMCA or public, you know, whatever. There are things like that. But that was like the only chance kids got out of the city and and got to go swim in a lake and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Canoeing, boating, all that awesome stuff. Learning those skills really help make you a kind of well-rounded, you know, shaped person that's one able to enjoy life because how much do you enjoy hiking kevin right i mean and that's where i I learned about hiking and and how to prepare food and pack it you know if you go in you start hiking on your own there's kind of a big learning curve right you know if you don't you know if you have friends who've all been boy scouts or kind of know things you know you can kind of ease into it because it's basically like being with scouts anyway i mean Mm -hmm. that's like learning it you know, firsthand, but right. 
somebody brought enough food, even if you didn't, you know? Right. And that's, you know, and, and about filtered water or like you mentioned, poison ivy, you know, mm-hmm. oh, see that on the trail? Don't go near that. That's bad. Danger. Right. You know, that that matters, Um, you know, or you're going to have an unco- uncomfortable time and learn the hard way. And I guess you're kind of more resilient as a kid. So learning when, you know, when you're five or 10 or 12 or whenever the scouts start. Right. I don't know. They start out with what you had that I, I think it's all changed now, but we had like what the wolf scout and bear and then Weeblo and and then into the Boy Scouts. The first yeah. one, you're just kind of like reading books and, and doing like nonsense crafts. And then, you know, as you move into the Boy Scouts, it gets a lot more significant, you know, and, and you really learn to master the knot tying and, and the stuff like that. Um, but that's uh that's the different stuff. Fishing, uh, learning to fish in the Boy Scouts, it, it's another big thing. You know, that's a real survival skill. And you also kind of learn the patience. You learn how to clean a fish, how to gut a fish. You know, these things really matter and it makes a difference in your life, you know. And I got to say, only good things seem to come out of it. Now, I know we can all talk about how the Boy Scouts have taken a turn and and you know what? There's girls in the Boy Scout. Oh no! I, I was pulling up pictures. There was there was uh, rainbow uh, handkerchief uh, things happening. You're and- sounding very misogynistic, Chuck. Do I? Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have the Girl Scouts. Can I join the Girl Scouts? Ooh. Or is that just weird? Yeah, but the the answer is always yeah. But why would you want to join the Girl Scouts? Fair enough. I mean, that's where all the girls are. It's the less than version. Yeah. And that that was the problem. I mean, there should be something awesome for the girls. And and I feel like, uh, obviously, and here's the thing. Here's where you go down a dangerous road. Is everybody has, like, a different scoutmaster and a different troop. And they really can shape it into whatever they want it to be. Right. Um, I, I ended up connecting with one that was, I, I was with one that was very kind of religious based and, and everybody, you know, had like a Bible study, you know, that kind of was taught by the same guys and you'd kind of hang out and, and whatever. And it was really focused on being kind of a, a godly man kind of thing. Whereas after a couple of years, those guys I felt were very controlly and, and kind of lame. And I think, you know, based on newspaper articles that came out later, I was probably right. Mm-hmm. But I later hooked up with a different Boy Scout troop. And this guy was like an Indian tracker. And he just had all kinds of cool skills. And, you know, hey, learn about this. And they were just very focused on that. Right. You know, so. To say, oh, well, the Girl Scouts, they don't really teach everything. Well, you know what? I bet you if you had the right Girl Scout troop, they did teach you awesome things. Right. And, you know, it's just connecting with the right people. So to put the blanket statement, and I think now, even modern day, I think if you found the right Boy Scout troop, you would find people who are really looking for awesome and looking to teach and looking to give you, you know, what people are really after. You know, I imagine... The, the novelty of girls getting in there is kind of over and to, and I mean, I'm sure girls are still joining the boy scouts. That's not my point. My point is the girls that are doing it 
are probably ones that really want to learn about camping and hiking and right and that stuff. And if that's the case, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? And right. I mean, how cool is that, that it can work out that, you know, and I got to say, you know, it, exposure to women happened it when I worked at the boy scout camp and whatever that was, that was the thing, you know, so to pretend like, Oh, before they let girls in, it was safe from, you know, right. that, that boy girl. Uh, no, that, that was not really the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that there's a, there's a big difference and, and, you know, you can see that uh, looking around just different places. I mean, people will still put that on job applications. Um, you'll get a, I think you get a rank up if you join the, the military, military, if you're an Eagle right. Scout. Yep. Right. And, uh, you know, like I said, people will put Eagle Scout on their job application. You know, that's a, a real, it's real life, life skills that. I mean, when you not that to far. take down college, but I mean, that's the thing. It shows that you accomplished something. You saw something through to the end, mm-hmm. you know, you went through the pain and the, the, you know, obstacles that came up and you overcame them. And I got to say for you to be an Eagle Scout, you, you are a well-rounded individual. It was funny mm-hmm. uh, doing the research for this episode. I found a, uh, I, I saw an interview with a girl who's like, Oh, you know, I went through it and you know, it takes all the boys five years and I did it in a year and a month or something. And mm-hmm. That concerned me, to be honest. I I feel like you're not really developing all those skills in a year and a month because you don't get enough time. You know, it's not just you committing the time. You also need people who are going to train you to commit the time. And it's rare that one person has the ability to really show you detail on everything. You know, that's that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But I mean, if you have parents that are are taking you out and, and, you know, excited about helping you with the, all those badges and, and taking you camping and taking you hiking and doing all that sort of stuff. You definitely can, uh, you know, get a, get a, uh, foot up on things, but you know, like you said, you have to have the experience to do it, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely try and do that, that with my kids, you know, get them outside and and do stuff with them and teach them how to do things. I know my, my son can, can start his own fire and set up his own tent and, and do all that stuff on his own. But, um, you know, having, having a a structured, uh, way to go about it, you know, like you said, well-rounded, you know, I'm, I don't know every single thing out of the, out of the boy scout handbook, but I know, you know, if I'm teaching my kid and somebody else is helping out in a group setting, you know, that's definitely a, uh, 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 help there, you know? Yeah. No. And that's, you know, people are like, Oh, we're, you know, a little old for the scouts. And and I got that. I, I just, one, you can get involved in raising up the next generation of kids. Cause like we just mentioned that troop leaders and that kind of thing, that's, that's a big thing, you know, who, who's out there and, and who's raising our kids? You know, who's who are you putting in front of your kids? It's just like your kids' school teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, it matters right. who you get. You know, you might yeah, get exactly. teachers who are awesome in shaping your kids, and you might get some teachers that are eh, kind of questionable. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember my my son had a teacher, and she was about she must have been eighty years old, and oh. just mean as shit. She was just just holding on, trying to get that retirement up 
up there. You know what I mean? She gave zero shits about actually helping children, you know, but there's a big difference. I know I've had teachers that were, you know, great, you know, made me curious about stuff and want to, want to learn on my own, you know, and it goes, it it goes both ways. Right. And, and I think the idea exposing your kids to a lot of different things, you know, I didn't really grow up with sports or whatever. Um, Having the right coach, having the right teacher. The thing is you might have crappy teachers, but you had a great baseball coach, you know, who taught you a lot about life. It's time spending. And that's one of the things is a lot of the, you know, people talk about kids growing up without fathers or different things like that. These are the places that people get exposed to that and they get exposed to great people, but you do need to put some effort into finding out, you know, I, I understand you're like, Oh, Wednesday night that works for my family. So that's the troop I'm going to pick, but you might, you know, and, and maybe, you know, you get involved, you know, if the right troop isn't there, maybe you get involved and, and start helping out or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of shape it into something, you know, because people who aren't committed and putting in the effort, then maybe, you know, maybe you stepping up. So I just thought we'd put that out there. I mean, because there are a lot of cool things, Um, you know, a lot of cool takeaways, I guess, is what I was getting at that you can learn from the scouts. And, you know, hopefully uh, some of these things like a gypsy. Well, right. I mean, that's where I first kind of learned about that. Right. You know, there's all these different, you know, how to tap a tree for water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are things that, you know, are good takeaways and worth looking up and, and spending some time and looking into. So I don't know. That's what I got. Kevin, what do you got going on in the world? Everything good? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Staying busy. I was excited to learn this week. I was uh perusing the internet and uh it turns out that there is uh you, you know, there's 300 blackout ammo. Um, they, uh, 300 blackout is like a five, five, six round cut shorter. Cause the, the shell, um, basically throats down to fit a smaller bullet mm-hmm. and they cut it so that you can fit a fatter bullet in there. And it goes from, you know, the two, two, three to 300. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out there's 8.6 blackout that I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And this thing is quiet and it's powerful. Um, so 8.6 blackout is basically a 6.5 Creedmoor shell cut down so you can fit a 338, which is huge round in there. Um, and it's basically effective up to 400 yards. 114 db so quiet quiet so you're quiet and basically you could shoot a cow in the front and it's coming out the back Ooh. i mean that's that that's the kind of round you're looking at so i'm just saying there's cool things out there i know it was a little off topic uh-huh. i just i had to give you guys a little something because i was excited mm-hmm. i'm just saying it might be something you want to look into um i, I i'm saying you can go on gun broker and get an upper for it, and it goes on the AR-10 platform. Mm-hmm. You could be in it for about fourteen hundred bucks. Right. Change your name to Kick and Ass. I would. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that's the excitement I got. Um. If you guys enjoyed it, uh, appreciate it. Want to check out 
support us on uh, Patreon. There's patreon.com slant prepping badass. We have some cool uh, items that you get if you sign up for that. You got t-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, things like that. Maybe you don't want to commit to a monthly thing and maybe you just want a badass t-shirt or a coffee mug. Go to preppingbadass.com, click the store. Check it out there. You have show topics, ideas, concerns, questions. Uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, I would say stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In wild country... Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.